Hey guys, and welcome back. This is uh, Bourbon and Stuff with my husband, E. Hi. <laughs> and this is day two of Bourbon Heritage Month. And we are going to continue on with the 30 days of bourbon, which last episode I misspoke and called it the 30 day bourbon challenge. So forget that, erase it from your mind. This is simply 30 days of bourbon. Yes. So for day two, we are going to start out with Stag Jr. Stag Jr. Which this is batch number seven from fall of 2016. It has a 65% ABV. Which is 130 proof. And this is their barrel proof expression of their mash bill number one, the low rye mash bill. Uh, and it is a non-chill filtered product. Yes. And chill filtering is when you reduce the, te the temperature of your alcohol as close to freezing as you can, and then run it through a filter to remove a lot of the oils that otherwise would make it cloudy in appearance, but also make it quite delicious. And when they do that, it makes for a simpler product, but when they avoid doing that, you get a better tasting product, but it could be a little cloudy, but that's perfectly normal. Um, so we actually purchased this locally from a shop here where we live and they sell it at MSRP, which is what we spent. We spent $59.99 on this product and we're lucky enough to get two of them. Yes, we are very happy that we were able to get two bottles of this. Yes, because in our area of Florida, it is, um... Buffalo Trace is, is a very rare thing to get in our area, you can find a lot of the uh, more common Buffalo Trace products, but Stag Jr. is definitely not one of them. Yes. Uh, Buffalo Trace is quite infamous in this day and age for their poor distribution model. And while they have upped production and are working on improving that, we're not quite to where everybody can get all of their products all the time. Let's... Go ahead and start digging into this, see what we can come up with, and we will do that in just a moment. <laughs> okay, so it's, good. It's, it's so beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's very, very oaky. It's got a good brown sugar smell in the nose. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's definitively brown sugar. I cannot express that enough. It is very molasses-y. You, um, you can't mistake this for a burnt sugar or a caramel or a toffee. It is just brown sugar all the way. And I will say, for being 130 proof, it smells like it's closer to 100. Yeah, it's not, it's not highly... It, it doesn't have that astringency. It doesn't have that, that tannic smell. It doesn't burn your eyes off when you breathe into it. Is it weird to say it almost smells velvety? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little weird. <laughs> well, okay. Shall we move on to tastes? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good lord. So, I get a good amount of Hogan brown sugar, and as I exhale, buttery, buttery. Yes. Oh, it's so good. Yes, it is. It um, it is in no way, shape, or form warm on the palate. 
there's there's no real spiciness or pokiness to the to the actual uh, tongue cheeks things like that. But oh lord, will you feel it going down your throat? My chest is it's a, a little, little bit on fire right now. And some would call that the old Kentucky hug. <laughs> it's hugging. <laughs> it just it's a cuddle monster of a, of a bourbon. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, and the uh, flavor just the the finish on it lingers in it just does. the most beautiful way. It's very very buttery, very very velvety. It has a it does have fruitiness, and I'm not crazy. It is a very fruity. Oh, I see how it is. So it can taste velvety, but it can't smell velvety. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Fine. <laughs> And it is, it is a little fruity. Yeah, and the longer it sits here and the longer it, um, you know, it's exposed to the air, more of the sweetness comes through on on the nose. Less of that kind of, that minor ethanol hit that that is there when you first pour it. That all gets lost. Oh. And the fact that it is non-chill filtered, as we're drinking this, I can feel it just coating my mouth in the most... Pleasant of ways. Yeah, it is a it is a very very thick, very viscous, very very oily. Um, it's not quite like a syrup, but no, no, it no, no, clings. No. It, it does cling. It does cling. Oh goodness, it is very warm for me right now. <laughs> I definitely think this is one that you could thoroughly enjoy straight uh, as you're getting into the the barrel proof or higher proof bourbons. Um, but you can also very easily take this and add it to a mixed drink, like an oh. old-fashioned. Oh, God. Um, that though, is... though some would feel uh, very hurt about that. That is, we know that is completely and utterly blasphemous among certain people in the community. True. And we respect your opinion. And trust me, it hurts my soul <laughs> turning this into an old-fashioned. But it is by far... The best old-fashioned you will ever have. <laughs> yes, and the the thing that that we like to hold as a uh, a mantra mantra. Yep, mantra mantra. The thing that we like to hold as a mantra is drink whatever you like, however you like it. It's meant to be enjoyed, however you want to enjoy it. I will say it is very dry on the back of my palate. Yeah, that's that's a, that to me is cinnamon. What cinnamon is? When I think of cinnamon in, um, okay, so other things that seem to stand out to me in this are uh, a little bit of a vanilla hint. Not anything that's strong. Not anything that's too forward. Not anything that's artificial. But that that kind of woodsy vanilla hint to it. Um, oh, I'm absolutely getting that, yeah. Yeah, and uh, both uh, Ian and I have the same kind of dryness at the back of our throats, which can be um, which can be accounted for the the cinnamon, the little cinnamon spiciness that's to this, because yeah. I don't I don't get a huge hit of rye spice in the in the face. I don't get that. Well, I hope not, because this is a low rye mash bill. But there are people who are like, oh, rye spice with this. No, no, no. They they might be thinking barrel spice. But the word that they're able to get based on their experience yes. is rye spice. Yeah, but no, um, 
It definitely has that really warm, drying spiciness to it. And to me, that's what I get towards the end, especially breathing in, breathing out now that I've, I've drank and let it sit for a few yeah, and I'm just kind of just talking. come back to it. That's what I get. I have vanilla on my cheeks and cinnamon on my tongue. Mm -hmm. And that is what lingers forever <laughs> after drinking this. Oh. And I will say that what I get on the nose and what I get on the palate are very similar to each other, which is not always the case. Yeah, but but that same kind of dark, rich, uh, dried fruitiness that is on the nose, think like prunes and raisins and, sure. and like those dark, just rich, sweet, dried fruits, as well as the oakiness that's on the nose and the, oh my goodness, the brown sugar. That's all there in the nose. Very, very strong, especially the longer it sits and, you know, is exposed to yes. air. And that is exactly what you get on the palate. What you are smelling is definitely what you're getting. I will say that this is probably not the best bottle to pick up on a nice hot summer night. Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> however, however, in the wintertime, right around Christmas, I think this would be a beautiful way to stay warm. Mm -hmm. and deal with your in-laws. <laughs> Would you say that this could be good made into something like a hot toddy? Possibly. Quite possibly. I think that a better option for a hot toddy would be like Weller Antique. Okay. Something that's which just is a just bit a more, cinnamon bomb. Yeah, and it, but it's a bit more tame as well. It's not as yeah. It's not as spicy. Yeah, I think that this one, your best bet is to accentuate the brown sugars in the barrel more than the cinnamon dryness of it. Okay. With uh, that being said, uh, for people who can't get Stag Jr., and if you are one of those people, I am so, so, so very sorry to you because this is a phenomenal pour. But for those who cannot get that, do you believe that there is anything that exists that could possibly take place of this? I think a good acceptable substitute for this would probably be wild turkey rare breed that it's probably the closest that i can come to the richness and flavor it wouldn't come anywhere near close on the proof but for flavor profile i think that would be as close as i could guess and those words you're sticking by oh yes okay and um i guess the following question is for those who don't want to spend sixty dollars or or more secondary market prices on this. It, secondary market, uh, you can easily find it for 100 to 120 easily. And uh, personally, I don't believe that I would want to pay 100 to 120. I believe that E has a different opinion of that. If I had zero bottles, I would spend up to 100 on one of them. But at retail, if I saw a shelf of them, I might consider maxing out a credit card and buying the shelf. <laughs> that That is my rating on this one. What about yours? Um, I think that it is absolutely fantastic, though there are others that I personally like a little bit more that I, I would kind of go crazy and buy all of them. So finish the bottle and not buy again? No! Keep one on the shelf or... Make or have multiples on your shelf. I'm very happy to have multiples of them. Okay. I, and well... Yeah, I'm very, very happy to have multiples of them. And I, I would, uh, if I saw it at MSRP again, or within 4 or $5 of MSRP. Like probably up to 70 Up 70 yeah. 
then I'd be, I'd be absolutely fine with grabbing a bottle or two. So with that in mind, remember, bourbon is meant to be shared.